Welcome to the War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me at box13 at greatdetectives.net. Today, it is D-Day minus nine days. Though perhaps it's safe to say that while Americans knew that the invasion was coming, they didn't have any idea how close it was. We're going to focus, particularly this week, on some of the... Uh, programs that aired just before D-Day. And we'll start out uh, today with an episode of It's Time for Smile, the Eddie Cantor program. Original air date, May 17, 1944, and Eddie's guest, the great uh, Bill Gargan. Let's take a listen. For the United States Coast Guard at Manhattan Beach, New York, Bristol Myers, the makers of Ipana for the Smile of Beauty and Sal Hepatica for the Smile of Health, present... It's time to smile with Bill Gargan, Nora Martin, Bert Gordon, our Russian friend, Vincent Travers Orchestra, The Norseman, yours truly, Harry Bonzel, and starring Eddie Cantor. I'm buying a bond for my baby. My baby bought one for me. We're thinking of someone else, maybe. There may be a baby, you see. I've no urge to splurge in a bar room. I get drunk when she kisses me. She kills me at rummy, but all she wins from me are bonds for my baby and me. I'm buying a bond for my baby. Set the world free. We only had stamps when we started, but now we're as rich as can be. We must buy the power to back Eisenhower. Yet bonds like my baby, bonds like his baby, bonds like my baby and me. Thank you, fellas. Hiya, Harry. Oh, hello, Eddie. Say, you're getting a kick out of playing to these men in the Coast Guard? Yeah, Harry, what a thrilling sight. A Coast Guardsman on guard duty looking through his binoculars. Oh, ho. Yeah, watching for ships that come in and go out. No, watching for shapes that come in and go out. <laughs> and come in again. Yeah. <laughs> and stay there. Yes, Eddie. I want you to know that years ago, I used to go swimming here, and I'll never forget the fellow that rented out the bathing suits. Every suit he used to rent was either too big or too small, too loose or too tight, so uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Whatever became of him? He's still here handing out uniforms to the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, but Harry, you know, the Coast Guard has changed. I remember when chasing rum runners was their main job, you know. Oh, yeah, but that must have been exciting, Eddie, chasing rum runners. Oh, was it? Those men, those men, those men of the Coast Guard, they'd catch a rum runner, and then they'd take their hatchets and break a, open a case of gin, crack open a case of bourbon, split open a case of scotch. Yeah, well, then what would they do? Go home and lick their hatchets. <laughs> Uh, 
And Harry. Yeah. Harry, I had a big thrill today. I met Jack Dempsey here you this did? morning. Yeah. You know, he's a commander down here in charge of physical education. Oh, I know. That's wonderful. How is Jack? He looks good, but let me tell you something. I went a couple of rounds with Jack Dempsey, and believe me, Harry, he's lost that old bounce. Uh, what do you mean, he's lost that old bounce? Now when he hits you, you just lay there. <laughs> something? What, Eddie? They teach judo here. Well, what is judo? Well, that's where a little guy like me can meet a big guy like Dempsey in the gymnasium, and in two seconds, all over. All over? Yes, sir. I'm all over the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. Dempsey keeps knocking me down, and the boys keep picking me up. I know. Well, Eddie, that's because the boys here like to have fun, you yeah, know. Yes, Harry, but they also have their serious side, believe me. On Mother's Day, one Coast Guardsman here went to his girlfriend's house and showed her mother the greatest time she ever had. Oh. Dinner at the Star Club, the best Broadway show she ever saw. Isn't that? How did the Coast Guardsman enjoy the show? What show? He stayed home with the daughter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, daughters are all right for these boys, but with a fellow my age, it's different, you know. What do you mean, Eddie? Well, I guess I'm a little on the old-fashioned, sentimental side. I celebrated Mother's Day by taking out three mothers. I did, oh, Harry. Oh, three mothers. Who were they? Lana Turner, Alice Faye, and Betty Grable. <laughs> and now, fellas, I, I want you to meet a great actor, a swell guy, a man who has just returned from a 52,000-mile tour entertaining our armed forces throughout the world, William Gargan. Well, Bill, you just traveled over 52,000 miles with Paulette Goddard, and tell me something. What was it like spending so many hours in a plane with a girl like Paulette Goddard? Well, Eddie, during all those hours in the air over China with no one to look at but Paulette, and over India with no one to look at but Paulette, just the two of us in that plane, it was pretty monotonous. <laughs> oh, you poor guy. Well, we can't all be lucky like these guys out here. When they're traveling... When these fellas are traveling, if they get tired... Of looking at the ensign, they can always look at the lieutenant, you know. Oh, there's nothing like a lieutenant in a sweater. <laughs> but, but speaking of your trip, Bill, tell me about India. What's it like? Well, it's a nice country, except for the mosquitoes. They're too independent. I don't get... What do you mean? Mosquitoes are independent? Yeah. Before they bite you, they turn over your dog tag to see what blood type you have. <laughs> well, that's, that's one thing about mosquitoes, Bill. If they like you, they lump you. I'll tell you something. Look. But getting back to your trip, I saw you in a newsreel eating a Chinese dinner. And you know something? You use the chopsticks better than any of the natives at the table. Eddie, I have a confession to make. I cheated a little. Why, what do you mean? On the end of each chopstick, chewing gum. <laughs> Say, Bill, I'll bet you learned a lot about our armed forces on that trip. I learned quite a bit. Why? Well, there's one thing that's always puzzled me. What's that? 
Why do they make these Coast Guardsmen wear such tight pants? I've always wanted to know. Why is that? No, tell me. How else could they pack so many guys in the Manhattan Beach bus? <laughs> Any more questions, Eddie? Yeah. Nora Martin wants to ask you a question. Oh, Nora. Nora Martin, come on in here, Nora. Yes, Mr. Candace. Uh, Nora, what did you want to know, honey? Well, how can you tell the difference between a Navy man and a Coast Guardsman? Well, I can answer that, Nora. Uh -huh. You see, when a pretty girl drops a handkerchief, a sailor picks it up and gives it to her, see? Uh-huh. And the Coast Guardsman? He leaves the handkerchief lay there and he picks up the girl. Sing, Nora. <laughs> Nora sings the Jimmy McHugh, Harold Adamson song hit, How Blue the Night. How blue the night, how long the day, how blue the night with you away. Martin, that was lovely. Lovely. Uh, wasn't it, Harry? Oh, it was, Eddie. It was indeed. And that's a very pretty dress Nora's wearing, too. Brings out her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It brings out theirs, too. <laughs> no, now, look, Eddie. I was looking at Nora's beautiful face, and, and I was noticing something else that she's wearing, that beautiful, sparkling smile. And that's one of the first things men always notice about a girl, for an attractive smile can be enchanting. And ladies, since an attractive smile can add so much to your loveliness, it's mighty important for you to take proper care of your smiles. 
And about the best way for you to do that is to visit your dentist regularly and between visits to faithfully use Ipana toothpaste and gum massage. Now that's really sound beauty advice because healthy gums are mighty important to sound teeth and sparkling smiles. And Ipana is not only unsurpassed for cleaning and brightening teeth, but when used with massage, it's especially designed to give gums the stimulation they need to help keep them firm and healthy. So why not help yourself to an Ipana smile? A smile of beauty by adopting this famous healthful routine. Brush your teeth regularly with Ipana toothpaste. And every time you do, put a little extra Ipana on your brush or fingertip and massage it on your gums. Remember, for firmer gums, brighter teeth, and naturally a more attractive smile, use Ipana toothpaste and gum massage. Oh, Bill Gargan, mm-hmm. I've seen you play a detective so often on the screen that I decided to do a mystery sketch tonight and make you feel at home. Swell, Eddie, it'll be fun playing Ellery Queen again. That's right, Ellery Queen. Do you mind if I call you Ellery? No, as long as you don't call me Queenie. <laughs> okay, Bill. And to show you that I'm no ham, I'm going to let you play the role of Ellery Gargan, the greatest detective since Brains Hennessy. Who are you going to play? Brains Hennessy. Oh. Harry Bonzel, yeah. go, go on and set the scene. Yeah. The scene is the office of shrewd, fearless, brilliant police inspector Harry Bonzel. <laughs> <laughs> You sent for me, Inspector? Yes. A fine detective you are, Hennessy. An average of 12 persons have been murdered in your district every night. People are complaining. Well, give me a little time, Inspector, and they'll stop complaining. No more murders? No more people. Why, you're impossible. Last week, I sent you to break up a crap game, and what happened? Crap game broke me. I'm sorry, Inspector. Sorry? Sorry? I'm not the only one who is disgusted with your record. The mayor said that you're a procrastinator, an incompetent, a bungler, a cheapskate, and a heel. The mayor said all that? No, the last two I put in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quiet. Quiet, here he is now. Uh, Good afternoon, Ellery. Inspector, if you'll forgive an obvious deduction, I can tell you've had a fight with your wife and she made up with you. Why... How can you tell I've had a fight with my wife and she made up with me? That lump over your eye has lipstick on it. (laughs) Why, that's amazing. I can go further than that, Inspector. Let me describe the blow. Your wife hit you in the midsection with a left hook and followed it with a straight right cross to the head. How did you ever arrive at such a brilliant deduction? I've seen her fight at the Ridgewood Grove. (laughs) Wow, what a detective. Hey, Ellery, can you tell anything just by looking at me? If you'll forgive an obvious deduction, I can tell from that strand of hair on your lapel that you were out with a blue-eyed blonde last night who lives in Passaic, New Jersey. And last night at 10.14, this same girl clipped you and another guy for $50. Gosh, how do you know all that? I was the other guy. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Pardon me, gentlemen. Hello? Yes? Yes? Yes, immediately. Gentlemen, that call was from... I know. If you'll pardon an obvious deduction, Inspector, that call was from a woman. She reported that a red-headed man wearing a blue shirt suit was killed one minute and 53 seconds ago in the Tunnel of Love in Coney Island. Why, Hennessy, that's right. Every single detail. How did you know? Oh, I just took a wild guess. (laughs) 
I'll get over there right away, Inspector. Can I go with him, Inspector? Oh, well, perhaps you'd only be in the way, Hennessy. Tell Ellery what the mayor said about you. Well, the mayor said I was a procrastinator, an incompetent, a bungler, a gentleman, and a genius. But that doesn't make sense. The last two I put in. <laughs> Hey, let's hurry, Ellery. The Tunnel of Love is only two blocks from here. One moment, Hennessy. Ellery Gargan is never too busy to do a good deed. Pardon me while I help that old lady across the street. Yeah, but that's a young lady. She's not old. Why wait till the last minute? <laughs> a fine detective. Are you a bull or a wolf? <clears throat> hey, Hennessy, did you hear that? Hear what? That! Did you hear that? If I could hear that, I'd be in the Coast Guard. Gunshots must be murder. Follow me. Follow you? I'm ahead of you. Can't, can't you run faster than this? If I could run faster than this, I'd be in the Coast Guard. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. We've been, we've been running in the wrong direction. What do you mean, the wrong direction? Look, we're at the scene of the crime. See that girl coming out of the tunnel of love? We'd better question her. Yeah. Oh, miss. Oh, madam. Oh, lady. Hmm. Probably thinks we're fresh guys. Let me try. <laughs> what do you want, big boy? <laughs> Look, miss. We're policemen. We want to ask you some questions. Well, get to the $64 one. <laughs> Bush. Oh, I see. Tell me, tell me, young lady, what's your name? Moidle. <laughs> and this body laying here is my used-to-be boyfriend. Your boyfriend, huh? Tell us, Moidle, what do you know about this crime? Well, we was in the tunnel of love, and all of a sudden there was a terrible scream. Then why didn't you call the police? A scream might mean murder. Not in the tunnel of love. <laughs> Yeah, but that scream in the tunnel of love was followed by a gunshot. I thought it was a slap. <laughs> Stop stalling, Myrtle. You're talking to Brains Hennessy, the smartest detective on the police force. Oh, yeah? The mayor said you was a procrastinator, an incompetent, a bungler, a squoit, and a joik. What? The last two I put in. <laughs> I'm not getting any place with you. One moment, Hennessy. It's quite obvious the lady's upset. I speak several languages. Let me interrogate the witness. Yeah, let him interrogate me. Very well, I'll question you. Oh, is that what it means? <laughs> What's your name? Myrtle. Myrtle, huh? Now this is Moida, Myrtle. Moida. A linguist. Come clean, Myrtle. While you've been down here having fun and enduring yourself, there was a murder and you heard the shots. Now tell us in your own words. What happened first? Pardon? Voiced. Oh. Very well. I shall tell you everything. I shall. You'll feel good about it if you do. You'll. Yeah. Hey, Henry. Henry. Yes. Here's a gun I just found. Well, well, look down the barrel for the clues. Down the barrel? What? Yeah, but first empty the gun in the air. There are three bullets still in it. Three bullets? 
Okay. Now I'll look down the barrel. Oh! I've been shot. The last two I put in. You know, I wish I could have helped you fellas solve that murder mystery. Well, Harry, do you know anything about criminology? Oh, yes. In fact, I once solved the case of the bouncing check. How did you do that? Made Cantor pay me in cash. <laughs> Go away, Harry. Well, I... You know, Harry Von Zell, you may not always be such a big help to me, but every week you're helpful to millions of people. So why don't you start being helpful right now, huh? Okay, Eddie, I will. Ladies, when your husband comes down to breakfast in the morning and you say... Good morning, darling. How are you? Does your husband answer like this? <laughs> yeah, well, now, wait. Don't send him off to the doghouse. Remember, any husband is apt to bark at his wife if he wakes up feeling headachy and out of sorts due to the need of a laxative. But you can soon have him happy and pleasant again if you just mix him a glass full of sparkling, gentle sal hepatica. For sal hepatica helps you feel better faster by bringing quick, gentle relief, usually within an hour. So the time to take sal hepatica is right away. There's no need to wait till night, and there's no need to risk feeling miserable all day. And sparkling sal hepatica has this additional advantage. This famous saline helps sweeten an upset stomach by helping to reduce excess gastric acidity. So tonight or tomorrow, get a bottle of sal hepatica from your druggist. Remembering this caution, use only as directed. Then whenever you need a laxative, morning... Noon or night. See how much faster you feel better when you take gentle, speedy sal hepatica. Oh, Bill, Bill yeah. Goggin. Yes, Eddie. I hope you're not going to let our murder mystery go unsolved tonight. Of course not. I've sent for the world's greatest crime expert. This man is stationed here as the chief of naval intelligence. Good. At last we found the master detective. Aha! Yes, aha! How do you do? Close the windows. Bolt the door. I have trailed here a notorious pickpocket. Every night this pickpocket starts to work around nine o'clock. Nine o'clock? What time is it now? Must be after nine. My watch is gone. <laughs> oh, fine. Russian. Do you know anything about the Tunnel of Love murder case? Do I know? <laughs> you see, at the time of the murder, I happened to be in the Tunnel of Love with my little woman. Your wife? No, she's a big woman. <laughs> Tell us, what happened at the scene of the crime? When I heard a shot, I jumped into a rowboat, floated downstream in the tunnel, and suddenly, I turned green. You saw the body? No, I got seasick. <laughs> Seasick, seasick. Russian, am I looking at a coward? Kemper, are you cross-eyed? No. Then you're looking at a coward. <laughs> what a moron. How did you ever get into naval intelligence? They gave me an IQ test, and in ten minutes, I answered every question in three words. What were the three words? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When did that happen? I don't know. Well, I know. <laughs> Two years ago. Two years ago, they gave me an important assignment. The first day, I discharged my duties. The second day, I discharged my duties. And the third day... Yes? I was discharged. Yeah, but... Oh, I see. 
Russian, if you were discharged from the Navy two years ago, why are you still wearing those sailor pants? Can't get the darn things off. <laughs> Tell us, Russian, what happened after you were discharged? My girl. My girl deserted me, and it broke my heart. You can tell I'm sentimental by the old-fashioned song I sing. I want a girl. Well, go on. That's all I want a girl. All right, but what kind of a girl? I'll take one of each. Wait a minute. <laughs> Just a minute, Russian. This girl who deserted you, what was her name? Ah, uh, she had a romantic Russian name. Moitel. <laughs> Michael! Aha! I knew he was tied up with this murder. Russian, confess. You are the guilty man. No, 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 no! Don't move. I've got you covered. You're not fooling me. I can see right through you. Oh, yeah! Now you can. Ellery Gargan, there's your man. Lock him up. You know, you've been involved in a lot of mysteries on the screen, and tonight we had you mixed up in another detective story. So now, I want you to forget completely about murder and relax while I sing a song. Eddie, when you sing, it's still murder. <laughs> Nevertheless, here it is. With the help of Harry Von Zell, we introduce a new song written by the writers of Mersey Dotes. I hope you have another hit on your hands, fellas. She was like a blushing rose that trembled at my touch. We were trading sigh for sigh. Later on, I realized I loved her much too much. Now you see what finally transpired. She broke my heart in three places. Seattle, Chicago, and New York. She led me on those wild goose chases. But brother, I trailed her like a hawk. It started in the moonlight. We drifted on a lake. Down on my knees, I whispered, please give my heart a break. So she broke my heart in three places. Seattle, Chicago, and New York. She broke my heart in four places. Toledo, Albuquerque, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. She broke my heart in five places. Miami, Austin, Boston, Chattanooga, and Montreal. It started in Savannah. We landed in Salt Lake. In Kokomo, I whispered, oh, give my heart a break. So she broke my heart in six places. Helena, Pasadena, Frisco, Kisco, Macon, and Montauk. Besides Seattle, Chicago, and New York. Say, Vonzel, careful. Yes? Did you hear about us Russians? No. We broke Hitler's heart in three places. Odessa, the Donetsk, and Ukraine. We led him on those footstep chases. And comrades, he's sorry that he came. We beat him at the Nyper. The Fuhrer lost his face. But what he lost to Stalingrad was more of a disgrace. 
We broke Hitler's heart in 131 places. What? Leningrad, Stalingrad, Novograd, Overgrad, Hegel, Bagel, Hashe, Kasha, Skins, Blinz, Kichel, Pichel, Old Petrushki, New Petrushki, Town of Minsk, City of Pinsk, Hatsky, Tatsky, East St. Patsky, Um, Um, Umbriago. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the search for G.I. Joe is over. Final entries are now being judged, and the recipient of the $5,000 award will be announced Wednesday night, June 7th. And now we want to thank Admiral Cavell and Captain Hall for the fine reception here at Manhattan Beach. Listen in again next week when we broadcast for the Maritime Service at Sheepshead Bay, New York, and when our guest will be that ever-popular Irish tenor, Morton Downey. It should be a lot of fun when Downey meets Bert Gordon, the Russian, to talk about their childhood days in Dublin. In the meantime, don't forget the two products that make our Wednesdays together possible. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Sal Hepatica for the smile of health. Ipana, Sal Hepatica. And so remember... I love to spend each Wednesday with you. Good night. Let's see. Do the dishes, wash up undies, wash the glassware. And before every one of those soap and water jobs, ladies, remember to... Smooth on crochet. Yes. Now that warm weather means so many extra Cinderella jobs for war-busy hands... It's important for every woman to remember to smooth on Truchet, the creamy, smooth, fragrant beforehand lotion. For Truchet gives beforehand protection. Actually guard your hands against the harsh drying effects of hot water and soap. Helps keep lovely hands looking their loveliest. So begin today to use Truchet. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI Los That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.